0: Can the Hornets continue to win the rebounding battle just like they did against the Cleveland Cavaliers? Plus, David Walker joins us this fun Friday on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In the minute. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Check us out wherever you get your podcast. That includes YouTube, by the way. You can watch us there. That's where we are right now, going live. So if you go there, then you can catch us in real time. You can follow us on Twitter, Walker Mail, Doug Branson, L-O-H, David B. Walker, and Locked On Hornets, where you can catch the show. David, how are you doing?
1: I'm great, man. Not as great as that shirt you have on. Just an excellent choice for Fun Friday. Fun
0: Friday. You know, one thing, I don't know if I'm sure people have noticed, but I'm a huge fan of the short sleeve hoodie. I like the look. It's Underrated. comfortable yeah. well, and it's and it's comfortable and it's not going to make you hot. Like I, I'm a huge fan of it. I've got an MF Doom one that I wear, Charlotte Hornets one. So I'm all about the so short what sleeve is hoodie. Describe it for the Sorry. Listeners. Yeah. It's a, it's a Tribe Called Quest. That's a <laughs> yeah, Tribe <sorry>. Called Quest. <laughs> there you go. It's the Low End Theory album cover, right? So you have that album cover on the front. And then here, I'm going to try to show you the back. It's just the Tribe Called Quest logo.
2: Oh uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. It's a logo. Boom box. Perfect.
0: <laughs> it is. It's good. I know that was kind of weird for the listeners. So go to YouTube. If it's weird for you as a listener, go to YouTube and check us out there. Appreciate the compliment, David. And we're also going to get to um, white men can't jump. Remake is coming out. I guess I didn't realize this, but that's something you brought to my attention, David. Yeah. I'd heard rumblings uh, and my fears were confirmed yesterday. So we can, <laughs> we can get into that. Um, Yeah, we can talk about that. I also want to talk about the ability or at least the perception of the ability to play basketball in movies, in basketball movies. So we can talk about that later on as well. Let's start with the rebounding battle. Real exciting stuff. But Zach Lowe wrote about it in his 10 Things article. Comes out with it every single week. Five things he likes or it doesn't even matter how many how many things he likes and doesn't. It's just 10 things he notices. And he mentions number four quote, Charlotte's leaky defensive rebounding and mini identity crisis, question mark, asking the question, little Ron Burgundy. Asking he's just, there.
2: yeah, he's just asking questions. He's, yeah,
0: It's all he's doing, Doug, you know about that. So here's what he writes. The Hornets are three and 11 since January 28th, costing them a chance to seize the number eight spot as the Brooklyn Nets imploded amid injuries and Melodrama. I don't that think juicy, he meant
2: to, that oh juicy man. number eight spot.
0: Mm. Yeah, that—that's ju- what we're fighting for. Real <laughs> quick, I don't think he meant to put melodrama in there, and I think he stumbled upon a little bit of a a pun with Lamelo. Anyways, Ooh. nice job, Zach Lowe. So the Hornets' main culprit lately is bricky shooting. With one exception, they've fallen apart on the defensive glass. The Hornets' profile is a poor rebounding team, but more attention to detail could pull them within spitting distance of league average as is. They're 29th in defensive rebounding rate. He talks about Mason Plumlee, Montrez Harrell, how they're minus rebounders and their best center might be when they go small with PJ Washington. And of course, he's really small at the center spot. They faced a bundle of offensive rebounding brutes over the last 10 games. That's what Zach Lowe writes. And he says LaMelo Ball might be their best pound for pound rebounder, which Kind of true. It probably is. Miles Bridges was good, but I think LaMelo has really done a good job since he's come into the league. There's one clip he, he shows against Minnesota where he says if they pay attention to detail and actually boxed out and didn't ball watch, that they would get a lot more boards. And in this clip, everybody just turns and looks. Miles, uh, Miles Bridges is probably the most egregious offender here baseline turns and looks somebody just rolls on in and then taps the rebound. It's live until D'Angelo Russell catches it, shoots a three, makes it, you know how that game goes in Minnesota. So the question is they actually out rebounded Cleveland, right? Weird stat. Jared Allen had 11 offensive rebounds the previous time they played and Cleveland had four altogether in this past moment. Well, James Borrego said he feels like they could keep it up to some degree If they just continue to do all those little things, even though they're small, you know, what, what is that ratio look like of, okay, this is just an outlier. Charlotte had a good rebounding game. Um, They're probably not going to do it much anymore. And how much of that do you kind of attribute to? Well, wait a minute. They did kind of pay attention here and there. And you know, some of that is legit. Doug, we'll start with you. Like what, how do you think the Charlotte Hornets can continue to rebound at least league average or something close to it?
2: It's all up to them. I think uh, I put the uh, the thumbnail for this YouTube video is the Hornets have a choice. They've had a choice all season whether or not to play defense consistently. They've Because they have, look, they have deficiencies. There's no doubt about that. And over the course of 82 games and over the course of a seven-game series, I believe those deficiencies, uh, both in rebounding and defense, would be ultimately exposed. But they have a choice in terms of they could be in a better position than they are right now. Uh, If they had chosen more often to play defense and be a physical rebounding team. Uh, But that's, you know, and and part of it is, I mean, some part of it is scheme too. you know, when you when you push the pace, when you want to get out into transition, you do sacrifice a little bit in terms of defensive rebounding. We all live through the Steve Clifford era of Hornets basketball. Uh, that really put a focus despite not having physical players. This was a good rebounding team despite not having a lot of physical players during the Steve Clifford era because schematically they chose to sacrifice certain things in order uh, to defensive rebound better. Um, Now they're not sacrificing those things and they aren't playing physically, and that's that's why you see what you're seeing.
1: Yeah, it's frustrating when you watch that Cavs game because you're like, okay, you can do this. This team can (laughs) actually rebound. And that was a team that killed them to start the season, the Cavs. Because of their height and so much bodies down low, I mean they're
0: but, they're huge. They have seven footers yeah, everywhere.
1: It makes no sense. I thought Jared Allen would have eleven rebounds in the first quarter, um, and maybe he did. I don't know. But you know, you see like Terry Rozier in the in the Detroit game. He almost won that that game with a couple of big rebounds. And so Terry and Lamelo do seem to be. You know, they rebound pretty well from their guard slots for this team. And it's even crazier to think that LaMelo didn't even play in the Cleveland game, basically. And they did right. so well in the offensive board. So you see them, but you can see it happening. I mean, that's the crazy thing. You can see it actively happening in the game. You can tell a difference between when they're locked in on defense and rebounding during the game. You can see it happening. And there was just a want to an attention to detail. And what we've talked about so many times, these little things, and JB mentioned it, you know, it's the box outs. It's holding the box outs. I guess they're kind of anticipating getting out on the run maybe, maybe leaking out or trying to start the break on some of these, but they clearly cannot do that. They've got to put a body on a guy and box out. Because, I mean, Miles can obviously jump with anyone, right? So if he yeah. gets position and gets a body on someone. That's the maddening part. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it Doug's exactly right. If that's what they want to do. You know, it's not gonna be something they can hang their hat on, I think. I mean, towards you know, throughout the season, but in these little games and these wins they should have had, you know, it's a big factor.
2: Yeah, well, when when we say the team is young, when we see when we say the team is immature, this this is what that we mean. I mean, when Terry Rozier yeah. says that it's good that they brought in Isaiah Thomas because he can show leadership on and off the court, that's like a weird thing to me. That like you would look to a 10-day Isaiah Thomas. Uh, you know, signing for that kind of leadership, but that but they are devoid of veteran leaders who are playing a lot and are uh, and have that experience of like what it takes to make a team great. What it take What it takes to achieve playoff success? They are very limited in terms of the people that they can rely on for that. Because honestly, I think like coaching can only go so far. You there yep. is a value to having those kind of players on your roster that can communicate those kind of things and the Hornets don't have it right now. They they've got to address the center position. Uh, they've got to address some issues with depth, but I think they also have to address that in the offseason too, bringing in some players that know what it means to have playoff success or they're not going to go very far.
0: Well, the other thing that's so maddening about Zach Lowe's write-up is that this is the second time we've read some piece from him, uh char- you know, criticizing the Charlotte Hornets' lack of, of hustle because the transition defense is something we talked about mm-hmm. too. You can't be a poor offensive rebounding team and also just not get back in transition defensively. Like you got to do one or the other, either be excellent <laughs> at getting back in transition <laughs> or – be league average. You don't have, you don't have to. And well, they and they're proving that you don't have yeah, to, true. and you can continue. <laughs> you will just get smoked bottom. every other night. if you Hey, don't. the play-in tournament was made for them. You know, you can still have some postseason basketball if you don't want to do both of those things, apparently, because Washington, nobody else, Sacklow writes, has any interest in winning um, because they're trying to yeah. tank and get a better draft pick. And Charlotte's going to be the beneficiary of that, even if they continue to lose games. But that's the problem. It's no rebounding. No transition defense. And again, it happened against Cleveland, you know, boxing out better. Mm -hmm. We'll see if that can continue. But clearly there is some kind of capability to make this average. They're not going to out-rebound Cleveland. You know, they play 10 games. Cleveland's going to out-rebound and probably nine times. It just makes the most sense. But can you close the gap? Can you not get out-rebounded by 20 like you get against Detroit or 20 like you get uh, like you did against Milwaukee? That would be nice. You know, maybe make the gap 10 and you can get a win that way.
2: Well, and and, you know, one of why I I can already see what I'm about to do to Walker by saying this, but Uh one
0: of James Borrego's four pillars. No, no. You brought it up. He said it. (laughs) He said it. He actually said it.
2: One of his four pillars is establish an identity. And I think the only identity the Hornets have established this season is that at times they are very fun to watch. But I don't think that fun to watch. I don't even, equals not even. Yeah. Playoff success.
0: Yeah. I don't even know if that's an identity, right? I mean, I guess. I guess you mean transition and just flashy as well. But right. I mean, and I, that's, I've
2: made a career on it. Fun to watch. <laughs> you know, that's
0: my whole thing. <laughs> well, I guess that is an identity. Just give them. Just give them a little of this. Uh-huh. No, one thing I was going to say,
1: Doug, to your point, like JB catches a lot of flack, and you know everyone deserves some blame for some of the stuff that's gone wrong. But I look at that Detroit game, and I'm just looking at. One person to make one stop, one time, <laughs> and it doesn't happen. Just and one single one, person make one single. I mean, stop. if they do that, they win that game. And so, at some point, it does become a little bit on the players to just step up and say, "I'm not going to let my guy score. We're going to talk as a unit. We're going to move as a unit, and we're going to prevent them from scoring." Hopefully, we can get a rebound, which they couldn't in that game. But yeah, just just one little note there, because I think JB, you know, certainly sitting over there begging for a rebound or a stop or something. And he can only scheme so much uh, with some of the lineups he's he's got out there. So, you know, these guys have got to lock in. And I think that's obviously a maturity thing. and, And we know that, but it's, it's still frustrating to watch. It doesn't help in the moment.
0: Well, and one of the things too, from James Borrego, just schematically, remember last year, how every team they played, had a chance to set their franchise three point made record uh, against the Charlotte Hornets. And James Bragg was like, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pack the paint because we don't have any big guys. And we're going to try to, you know, we're going to give up a lot of three pointers that way. And now, you know, they're not necessarily setting those franchise records. Um, But like schematically last year, I thought that was, that was a little bit of a problem because they just had so many open threes that they were giving up. And, you know, now I, I just, it's almost like now you, you have some more of the problems on the players for just not boxing out and not doing some of the fundamentals, if you will, of trying to go after a rebound. But last year it, it was like schematically, you know, all right, JB, I, I'm tired of allowing every single team set three point records on us. You know, at, at some point we can't be the team where everybody's like, all right, get your shots up because we're going to have plenty, plenty of open looks. Um, and plus you still don't have a rim defender, right? Like, so it's not, it's not like they're stopping the paint either. We'll we'll see exactly how they can address that this off season, because there's plenty of work to do. As we've talked about a million times via the center position, let's talk uh, talk about built. Uh, no, let's talk about bet online first football might be over this season, uh, but basketball's (laughs) full steam. Thanks, Doug. You are fun, uh, for both pro (laughs) and college hoops from all the latest odds, totals player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. It's not just basketball, by the way. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Um, you have plenty of coverage and information on all of those sports. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Let's get to some YouTube uh, YouTube comments um, coming up in the next segment on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. Oh, Alright, so, so we've got Al, or we've got the question how like how did Miles do that? Can you help us end this debate with so much an unbelievable amount on the line? Uh Doug, I respected in the end degree, the grade, uh, but Walker I'm telling you, it was just it came Every single person who saw that reacted that way. Some of us just are tighter than others. And I just had to release this from my body. It's
1: time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast.
0: We appreciate you joining us on the Lockdown Hornets podcast, watching us live on YouTube. We have some comments to get to that you wanted to get to, Doug. You picked some out from the last video or a couple of videos ago. Um, we'll get to some live ones here as well soon. But Doug, what do you have for us first?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna. I gotta pull these up. I gotta get the right share screen. But first, oh, before nice we do hat that,
0: hat and shirt, Doug. Sorry, just had to call <laughs> you out too, buddy. Oh,
2: thank you. Yeah, a little, little
0: everybody little looks shirt. great. Hoping for a bounce back weekend from my that.
2: guy. <laughs> Um, well, so or David, I don't want you to get out of this show, uh, without addressing some of the controversial things that have happened this week. You don't get to come on this show and avoid the wrath of the commenter. So I Mm. want to know your take on LaMelo only playing eight minutes, didn't have a field goal in the game, had the four fouls. Seemed like maybe he was, he was sitting on the bench because of the foul trouble, but maybe a little bit more than that. Your thoughts as I get my screen share together.
1: (laughs) Yes. One of the strangest things I've ever seen, I think when I'm watching an NBA game, because you know, historically you're going to see the main guy for a team go back in the game uh, at some point. Right. You know? So, like, I feel like uh, I hear what you're saying on the uh, the teaching moment, right? Like, hey, you can't get all these fouls, or you're gonna have to sit. I feel I, like. Well, the, hold on now. Now,
2: I said that that's what I speculated. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. it was. I don't. You know. You weren't. I, you kind didn't play w- this speculation honestly,
0: sound for you though, Doug. So I don't know if that <laughs> counts. Like we played it for me. I could speculate all day. We did not do that for you. What you all said right, right. is etched in stone. You're right. Hold on.
2: I'll, all right, I'll I'll play it. I'll play it. So that's a
0: startling piece of information. If that is, in fact, turns out to be accurate, is that Anderson Cooper. I think that is Anderson Cooper. That was uh, Anderson Cooper. We were trying uh, to figure, figure uh, out. Big fan,
2: like, big friend of the show. Big fan of
0: the show. We were trying to uh, figure out exactly what that sound was the other day. We played it, but anyways, go ahead.
2: Yeah. So my speculation is that it was indeed a teaching moment, but well, I'm kind of with. I'm kind of with you, David. I'm not sure that that was the right move necessarily. I, don't, I,
1: I feel like the NBA has already put in like JB doesn't have to do that. The NBA does that for him. He gets six. He's got to go. Like you don't have to do it at four. <laughs> Such a good you point. Two more. They, they give you six for a it's reason. It's built into the game. It's like, very true. The punishment is built in. You don't need to step up and put more. Uh. So just very straight. Now look, 20 point lead fantastic uh i do feel like the dig in the press conference was a little bit of evidence to that though he should be oh yeah that's what i'm saying no no
0: for sure that that's that's why there wasn't any refuting it like he said hopefully he'll respond respond to what like we're, we're, there's something there that he has to respond to. Right. it's you trying to teach him something is what it seems like. We've already played it. It's still, it lasts for a segment that sound bites good. So we can speculate all day right. long. We
2: can continue. Yeah. But, yeah. but that's the, law.
0: But that's the thing law. though, when you talk about responding, you know, it's like, Oh, he'll be, he'll be well rested. It's like, uh, that's, that's the part where it's like, all right, ugh, JB, mm. we, we we do want to keep this guy a little bit. We don't oh, we don't want to oh, ruffle uh, the feathers. And, and <laughs> it is weird. I mean,
1: LaMelo does need to watch it. I feel like the league-wide thing, though, is the grab, like to stop the fast break. I, I feel like he picks up one of those just out of habit or reflex at least once a
0: game. Oh, it's a problem.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I, I hear him, but man, I, I just, I wonder, I would hope if that would have been a close game, he, he would have gone back down. I mean, Terry was cooking. Trying to get Isaiah, you know, in the flow of things. I guess you could talk yourself into that, but it's still it's bizarre. That
0: That's my speculation, you know, and I will recklessly speculate that all day long. I think he does not do that if this is a tight game or no if way. he thinks they might lose it or if they don't have a 20-point lead, there's no way he's doing this. And because he had the opportunity to say, look, Lamelo, we're winning right now and you can't foul two minutes into a quarter every single time. I mean, he's fouling a minute or two minutes coming into the game every single time that he entered against Cleveland. So it's like, dude, you got to stop it. But to your point, totally agree. You don't see those guys play eight minutes. It's jarring. Like you go to the box score and see LaMelo you think immediately he got hurt and you think he got hurt in the first quarter. You don't even think he got hurt in the second because he, yeah, it's LaMelo. Like he he probably logged eight minutes before you even got to the
1: second quarter. And you're coming off a game where he played him in garbage time when they were losing. So (laughs) there's really, right? There's no No, reason to it.
0: Which that, and I hated that way more, by the way. I, I, you know, don't, don't risk the injury to the best player. I hated that.
2: Okay, I've got my I've got my comments ready. So we had some good comments this week. I, I scoured the comments for for some good uh, mixing it some up, good stuff that we can talk about. Yeah, I mixed it up a little bit. I get in there every once in a while. Uh, all right, so this is the first one from JD three thousand. Can you guys check with Charlotte Police? Where's oh. James Booknight? He should be on a milk carton by now.
1: <laughs> where, I think we we'll check with the Greensboro Police, right? Confirmed. <laughs>
0: oh not, yes i think it well yeah that's true it probably should be the greensboro police I don't yeah yeah this' be the first place you
2: want to stop is the greensboro swarm have you um, checked the
0: swarm have you checked there because that's where yeah james it's interesting
2: is. though i think a lot of people were confused by the isaiah thomas signing you know where why not go james book night uh instead of finding a backup point mm-hmm. guard you know obviously there's some kind of injury issue with the neck soreness yeah well, um, no, and, but- that,
0: and that's so I saw that comment too. Like I saw a couple of people asking why why is Isaiah Thomas coming in? I'd rather have James Book Knight play. I totally agree, by the way. But Ooh, there is next soreness. There is next soreness for him. I don't know how long that's going to linger. It is just a 10 day contract. We'll see if Isaiah Thomas plays well enough to get a second one, a third one, whatever. Um, but people that were saying James Booknight Knight isn't a point guard, you gotta play him more at two and combo. You don't wanna give him that much ball handling. How do we know? We
2: I, I feel like we don't yeah, we don't like, really have enough evidence to
0: well, like yeah, I, he probably does profile more so, you know, not as the lead point guard or lead facilitator. Let's just give him some run there. Like, I'd rather just Led give the, rook the rookie, cut. right. You know, especially when we're talking about, you know, Isaiah Thomas, look, he put up a lot of shots. It's awesome to see him score 10 points in that first game back, but he also scored 10 points and 11 shots. So it's like, let's just go ahead and let James Booknight put those, put those things up, you know, like that, that's, if he's hurt, fine. Like you need another ball handler. So you don't have to put LaMelo in, the Last four minutes, um, especially if Cody Martin's still banged up and you're trying to rest him, whatever. But I, I get those commenters' points. Like, let's just roll with James Book The only saving grace for Borrego in that instance or Mitch Kupchak is that he's hurt. We don't know how hurt he is.
2: Well, look, if you're in the Spectrum Center and you're smart, you put Book in, you you slap a picture of uh, James Borrego right on the backboard, and you say, Go get it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna, well, let's not punch the glass. Like, I don't wanna, he's gonna,
2: no, it's just a you just wanna go, go, go <laughs> forward,
0: go, go forth, for young man. That's right, mm-hmm. attack. All right. What other comments do we have?
2: Okay, let's get. To, I only have one more that I that I found that I, I found uh, somewhat interesting, and it was this one. And let me enhance, mm. enhance.
0: Okay, nice background. Enhance. Oh wow! There you go. <laughs> In, That's your boy, though. Like oh. that. Uh, oh no. Okay. I'm not that coach.
2: Well, why? Oh. Of course, Doug would right, choose this, is this Big one. Big boy 22. I noticed Walker will not say anything bad about the coach. So, Walker, this is your opportunity. You, you can well, say something about his hair. He
1: didn't like the, the, the garbage can play. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, that's what's hilarious. One, thank you, Doug, for bringing this up. That's great. Second, <laughs> this came the episode that you dogged James Borrego. For doing this teaching moment. And then now, like, I I know, I, I guess I just, you did. You, know, you did no, dog the right him. move. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. Oh, wait. No, excuse me. That's right. You did. I'm sorry. You you dogged the, uh, you dogged Lamello commenters say like, well, you know, of course you guys are going to, you know, say JB's in the right. But you were saying JB was in the right is what you were saying. Like, am just saying, for me, yeah,
2: you know. You need to be objective, Walker.
0: Yeah, thank you. You're thank a little
2: too you. you're a little too sub. You're a shill for the team. Well, look, when he's
0: coming over for dinner later, I'm not gonna dog him on this podcast because <laughs> I want right. to make sure that he feels comfortable. You know, I mean me and him, we're boys. He is my favorite. Like, I do think he'll be Greg Popovich one day. I think we'll be that good. Whoa, so huge. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a successful career for JB. All right, let's take a break. Do you have any more YouTube comments? That's it. You want to bring anything else up or do you want to move uh, on to the next see. segment? Let's
2: see. Let me let me do some scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Uh, let's see. Frax says JB is trying to be pop. Jam Will says Kelly Oubre played 28 minutes in that game against Cleveland and had four fouls. And it
0: came later. I mean, yeah.
2: D uh, Z- every day says Mello makes those young player fouls all the time. He mm-hmm. compounds the initial mistake uh, into to a bigger mistake. Okay. Scrolling. I'm
1: scrolling. (laughs) Yeah, I just think at this point, like, okay, Mm -hmm. he's going to foul. He's going to foul. I mean, just play him, you know? Like, if he fouls out, he fouls out. I got one here. Um, MJ...
2: Should oh. be the coach, says both outdoors. You know who is good at basketball?
0: Michael Jordan.
1: <laughs> I think there's equal parts, uh, zero interest on both sides for that happening. I, I, I don't think MJ uh, wants to step out there, or he wants to step on the court, but I don't think he I don't think he wants to be a coach to hand out. No way. And I don't think these guys, good lord, can you imagine the, the evisceration that would come on a daily basis when you don't box out or you know you don't do those little things? I mean, this they would be
0: broken. Yeah, I'm scrolling. He's, I'm he's I'm going to treat them all like Scott Burrell is what he's going to do and smack <laughs> him upside the head like Malik I'm
2: Scrolling. Mon. Oh, I got one here. Danny on the chat says, availability is the best ability. Whatever oh, value Hayward adds is mm-hmm. neutralized by the oh, number man. of games he misses. Time to move on and see if we can consolidate his contract into multiple pieces. Sure.
0: Like that. Wow. that's the thing with Gordon, right? Like I, I, I think he provides value when he's on the court but it's also when he's on the court, you know, th- this is the, this was the problem with the contract too. You knew how old he was when you gave him a mon, uh, you know, a monster contract and I, like you do rely on him a lot. This is the one thing that kind of makes the timeline weird for Mitch Kupchak and the Charlotte Hornets when they signed him, I didn't like it, but you knew he was going to be good for the team, at least solid. And that's what he's been. And then when he's hurt though, they go completely south. Like that's the, that's the tough part. You got to find a way to replace Gordon Hayward because you can't rely on him to stay healthy. You just can't do it. Um, I mean, remember last year, the injury lingered and lingered and lingered and we thought he was going to return before LaMelo and some of the other guys and eventually just never happened. That's not a good sign, especially as he continues to be out indefinitely and continues to miss more games.
1: Yeah. And he's going to take as much time as he possibly can, especially with anything having to do with his legs. Understandably so. I mean, his foot almost fell off uh you know when he was in That's boston true. so i mean i get it he's an older guy he wants to make sure he's absolutely 100 before coming back i'll say this it would be a big boost if he could come back you know as they get closer to you know whatever this play-in situation is going to be uh because they're clearly better when he's out there so uh, yeah i don't know i don't we i haven't heard anything recently of you guys i mean i haven't heard anything he's getting closer mm. to uh getting back on the court no
0: have not Hopefully again. Okay. can. Doug, why go. are you laughing? There's something you <laughs> want to bring up. Why are you laughing? Why are you smiling?
2: Uh, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm laughing and smiling because I have a good time on this show and sure, I want to sure. continue to scroll on the comments. So uh, share your, share your thoughts, okay. share your questions, share your comments on the YouTube channel. Cause I want to scroll. I want to, sc- I like scrolling. I'll say this.
1: It wouldn't be a Hornets team if we didn't have someone that was just making too much money and not playing
0: enough. Right. I mean, it where, feels, where do it we feels, and Now guys, talk about identity. I think that may that be is. the franchise. Identity. <laughs> 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 well, look, I mean, we're, we're always going to have that, that stretch provision on Nick Batum's contract. You know, we'll have, we still are paying him right now. Yeah, so that's exactly. Hang
2: that, you know, they should just hang it up like a banner in the spectrum center. You know, like retire, instead of retiring a Jersey, we should retire the day that we don't have to pay Batum any more money. I to do we that. should actually hang oh, they're looking that forward to it. contract
0: in the so, rafters. so the all finesse team put their jersey in the rafters. We can go like Tyrus Thomas, maybe a Ben Gordon. We mm-hmm. can go Gordon Hayward. Mm-hmm. Uh Gordon Hayward. Frank Kaminsky. You know, he did but he didn't make a big contract though. Like he just got drafted first round. I, I want people that got paid. Got with paid. this team. Yeah. Oh, I just thought you him, wanted obviously. people that
2: disappointed us
1: greatly. Yeah. I, thought that- <laughs> well, I mean,
0: do we have enough? time here guys. We need another center. We need, we need, we'll just go to the Bojangles Coliseum after the spectrum center is filled up. All right, let's talk about built bar. You want to do it, Doug? Do you want to talk about that now? Let's do it. All right. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on my new, uh, new year's resolutions, especially if it comes to being fit. I'm the guy that's in the gym, uh, for like January. Then I pretty much quit, but built bar, it helps you out because it is so, it's so healthy for you, but also, um, it tastes, really good. 100% real chocolate. Um, They've got so many really good staples. Banana cream pie is really good. They've got like the limited flavors. Oftentimes they're the puffs, the marshmallow marshmallow type flavor. They're light. They're really good, low calorie, high protein, and uh, they're also high in fiber. So go to built.com right now. You can use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. At built.com. Let's talk about the remake of white men can't jump coming up next. Locked on Hornets podcast.
1: This is locked on Hornets. And,
2: and listen, as long as you play James book night, a win will always be inside.
0: Thanks for making locked on Hornets your first listen every day. Right? We are free and available. <laughs> they'll, he'll, on, they'll show some fight all your on all your platforms. Now make your second listen locked on bets, your daily one stop shop for all your gambling. <laughs>
1: It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast.
0: Are you still scrolling the comments, Doug? Would you like to bring anything else up? Are we getting anything live coming in? Or is there something else that you wanted to bring up too? I know you uh, had some. This is
2: important. Um, We have someone that is admiring. uh, Amber is admiring my hat collection. Can we get a bonus episode to get a deep dive of all of Doug's hornets? Great idea. Bobcats hats. I'm gonna disappoint you. I don't have a ton of Bobcats hats. I have one Bobcat's hat, um, but I really started the Hornets hat collection. um, Uh, It's called his Bob hat. You only have the one Bob Bob hat, but I do have I do have quite a few Hornets hats. Uh, Yeah, we can stroll down hat memory lane. I got a lot of good. I have one signed by PJ Hairston.
0: <laughs> Those are people that that counts as somebody that massive, like maybe not massively, no. but certainly disappointed you. Well, people, oh, if uh, yeah, for, man. For, for, people wanted him to work badly,
2: well, well, for people who go to the Spectrum Center a lot, uh, every year, or at least they did it for the consecutive years that I had season tickets, they would offer a lot of signed merchandise at the end of the season, they were just trying to like get rid of stuff. So they would have it out in the concourse and you could buy, you know, a hat for like five bucks that was signed by, you Nazi, know, Randos. Yeah. And yeah, so I think what I bought it, PJ Harrison was like two years removed from the team, um,
0: so, <laughs> but I got it. There you go. That's nice. we can go show and tell. Never it away from me. We can go show and tell if you want to at some point along with Wes. Um, all right, David. I know you are not happy with the remake of White Men Can't Jump. I don't even know who's in it. I don't even know this was going to be a thing, but apparently it is, and you saw it yesterday.
2: Can't. Well, the big question: um, Can they still not jump?
1: Yeah, I mean, no, yeah, that has to be. I guess maybe this. I don't know. It's not a sequel. It is a reboot. So Jack Harlow um, has been has been named in the Woody Harrelson Mm -hmm. role of uh, of Billy Hoyle, and I think of reading into it a little bit. I think he impressed in the audition. Apparently, Um, I I I was surprised to read that he impressed during the celebrity game at All Star Weekend recently. Guys, I uh, was scanning the celebrity game, I don't think I watched that much of it, but apparently he, 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 you know, he, he represented himself well there. So like your concern for playing basketball on film, you know, maybe that's a bonus for him. I just think, look, some things are sacred. Uh, some things are preserved in time. This is a quintessential nineties basketball movie sports movie. Uh, I think it's near perfect. I just I don't know why I don't know how I don't know how they're going to do it, Doug. I mean, you have seen this movie. This is one of the '90s basketball movies you have seen, correct?
2: Ah, uh, yeah, and I really enjoyed it. Yes, um, it, it's, it's an interesting. It's one of these '90s movies that doesn't have just like a real tight narrative. It just kind of goes all over the place and then ends. You know, I just feel like it was it was so. It feels like a movie that was kind of written on the fly. Um, but it is it is a fun. Uh, little, you know, street basketball kind of movie.
1: Love. Oh, man. I think it's one of the best basketball, maybe the best basketball movie up there, certainly in the conversation for me. I've watched it many, 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 many times. And just like you talk about someone that really cannot play basketball. It's the other star of this film. Wesley Stein
0: he's not a good basketball player. <laughs> so pretty. Yeah. It really ain't pretty, so pretty. I know, <laughs> but that's
1: part of the charm, right? You can see like you, you there's no reason to do a reverse layup uh, and slap it over your head when you can just do a normal layup but you know, that's, that's Wesley. That's, that's so apparently
0: indeed. he had to really work at playing basketball. Yes, that he right? did. Okay. Yes. That's what I thought. Yeah.
1: But, but, but the thing you love about this movie, there were, I think there were tryouts, there were scrimmages, there were stuff all up and down Hollywood for guys who could actually play to get into some of these games, you know, and I, I don't, I can't remember if like Wesley and Woody, they have a, they have a good chemistry too. I mean, that's the other thing. Those guys are great on screen together, uh, from Wildcats to, uh, you know, Money Train, uh, and certainly this film. So, you're just going to have a hard time capturing that.
2: Here's the question that I would like to throw out to everyone in the comments and the YouTube comments too, but, but to you two fine gentlemen, what is your favorite indicator in a movie or, or television piece of fake basketball? Like something you see in a movie <laughs> yeah. or TV. You go, I, I immediately <laughs> comes to mind. Not,
0: that's not real. Um, Dunking. So they can never get the flow of the dunk right for whoever it is, because a lot of actors obviously can't dunk because it's really hard. And so when they try to have somebody jump up and then they go from the ground and have the camera angle shooting up to the guy about to Mm -hmm. slam it, the flow Mm -hmm. is never right. He's dunking still on the way up. So we're like he's dunking like this Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's it never looks right. Like Mike, it was awful. You know, it's such a kid movie. I get it. But it's also even then, like I'm seven years old watching it like, wait, this is this is hokey, man. Let's get this a little bit more smooth. Um, the other one is, of course, my, my, my favorite botched basketball scene ever is Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, where they're uh, playing on yeah. a court that is like 50 feet long yeah. and they mm-hmm. pull up from half court shoot three pointers at normal range. And the goal looks like it's the goal that you put on the YMCA. And so exactly. that's, that, that's my favorite. And because Will Smith lost the game, even though he goes for like 50, he loses the game by one point, And that's why he doesn't play D one basketball. That's my favorite part about that basketball scene because he lost he doesn't get the play D one. Yeah, I feel like scouts would have overlooked that. Someone would have given him a ride I think, somewhere. Now they
1: probably, but, you know. Uh, have you guys heard the about comment, the remake? I, the
2: comments are coming through on this one, Dave, David. Go ahead, but I, I've got some great comments. Have you them.
1: heard about the remake? You know, they rebooted the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Speaking of reboots, on people Peacock. like it. And there is supposedly some more basketball goodness in there. I haven't seen it, but I've heard stuff talking about it. And the goodness as in
0: badness, is that what you're saying? Okay. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. I I think, I think the hall of fame, the one that it all starts with the Teen Wolf. I mean, Michael J. Fox is dribbling around there, uh, you know, with his head cut off and and they use the same shots multiple times, which, you know, at this point it's charming and I, and I love it, but you mentioned the dunking Woody at the end of uh white man can't jump. Spoiler alert. He dunks. I think it's nine feet though. It's definitely not 10.
0: Flow Flo isn't right for him either. Get the tape out. Get the tape yeah,
2: out.
1: All right, Danny on the work. chat
2: saying dunking for sure. Billy from stranger things does not
1: have those. Oh type of God. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Great call.
2: Uh, brother Eden Douglas says close-ups just to get the scene, never full court. Yeah, they don't show a lot of full court stuff in the in the TV or movies. They they just got to get that shot. Uh, Reese Powell saying some guy on the bench ripping off his button-up warm-up pants and running into the
0: game. You don't see that. You know, it's very laxadaisical If you see it in real life, they're not really inspired to just, just pull just that of, thing just off. Just one of these numbers mm-hmm. like all right, yeah, <sighs> yeah. You don't really yeah. you don't really see that. I'm trying to think of what are some legit basketball movies where people can actually play. Well, it can could- I give my favorite?
2: Favorite indicator, you because I've sure. said it many times on the show, but I know we have a, a lot of new listeners and a lot of new viewers. But and I can show it to the viewers. But right, it's the basketball so it movies that have the guy that's dribbling like this, yes. like way up high.
0: <laughs> right. It, it, like, it reminds me cool musical like, style. Yeah, it reminds me of Sanaa Lathan in Love and Basketball. I mean, that thing is up to the shoulder, you know. And honestly. She, she's not as bad as I think everybody else makes her out to be. I don't, you know, she had to learn all of it too. She wasn't a good basketball player. My also, my, my favorite part is her in a transition opportunity where there is just a wide open lane. She stops with nobody in front of her and shoots the three and she was just ahead of her time. You know, like at that point, that would have never happened. And now maybe it does if you're shooting like Steph. <laughs> Amber says
2: in Teen Wolf, Michael J. Fox jumps during his free throw.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, <he's> only, <laughs> that's a I mean, great he's, one. He's, he's got to get it f- all the way to the basket. I
0: mean, <laughs> <That's> such, <laughs> he's was, a wolf. I know. He's, he's well not during the
1: wolf. wolf. Does it? I mean, the wolf's oh, going okay. from the free throw line. And what I'm talking about, you know,
2: well, did Scott. we see the wolf? See, That's what we missed in that movie. We needed to see the wolf do some fundamentals. Like we didn't see the wolf. We need to see the Wolf doing some free throws, Wolf you know, making some inbounds mm-hmm. passes. The Wolf he was, was like, good. I mean, and great. that's the
1: thing. He was a former D1 player. The, the, the guy yeah, who well, stepped you in. You know,
2: the Wolf was good, but we didn't see him in the – did we see him in the playoffs? I feel like those were all uh, regular state season State championship.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. Well, he got him to the playoffs. I mean, then Scott came back for the for the championship, of course.
2: That's, we're, right. we're going, we're that's, going that's what I'm saying. I think down. the Wolf yeah. crumbles in postseason play.
0: <laughs> I can't think of anything. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't want any of that. He's he's a uh, he's an all uh, good stats bad regular team season
2: all star. Um,
0: talk about if that maybe it'd come out today
1: for sure.
2: There was one there was one uh, television basketball experience that I thought was extremely realistic, and it was One Tree Hill uh, yes. when the pla- when you. the when the player made the bobcat call yes and and he looked awful, which I thought was just extremely realistic for that era yeah. of
1: bobcats. There <laughs> you go. Yeah, no, it made sense. I will say one thing for this white man can't jump reboot. Uh, Kenya Barris is writing and involved in creating this. He's done blackish and uh, a bunch of other good stuff that I really enjoyed. So I'm putting my faith in him and hopefully, you know, this creative team understands what they're dealing with. I'm sure they do, but it just, just a bold move. I mean, everything's getting remade now. I will say I love reboots. I love checking them out see what people, you know, can do with them. But this one just hit close to home.
2: Uh, Danny on the chat says, "I refuse to believe that John Stamos is as bad at basketball as he pretends to be on full house. No I believe That's that. one of my the hot spot. I yeah. used to when I would play pickup basketball, I would just scream hot spot from that, from that <laughs> scene and miss it terribly.
0: I love that. The person you would go out, everybody else is imitating their favorite shot from an NBA finals. And Doug mm-hmm. is out here imitating I'm John Stamos, Stamos in full yeah. house Jesse, in the driveway. Hot spot. <laughs> That's who I would be like when I grow up. Uncle Jesse. I'm out there.
2: I'm out there dribbling like this and
0: going <laughs> Uncle Jesse, hot spot. This is how you basketball. I right would, here. uh, yeah, I would
1: be remiss if we did not mention Beverly Hills, nine by two and uh, Brandon Walsh tried out for the varsity team early on there and just, you know, had a couple of spark plays, you know, had a steal or two took it the length of the court uh just not very realistic <laughs> it was teen wolf level uh but you know everyone can shine in one tryout. yeah um
0: this was fun yeah we're having is. fun here i i do i do like uh i'm looking up some of the other movies here john tucker must die there was some pretty awful basketball and that as well yes i have seen it uh what he got game like denzel like, I, you know, what did we think oh, about I Denzel? I was pretty good. I, I thought he was fine, too. Like, I didn't think he was that bad. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, he, I didn't believe him as Travis a basketball Best. player. Mm. That's the problem. Yeah, Travis Best was an excellent, uh, had an excellent appearance in that movie. Doug,
1: do you recall the show that we did a whole episode on this show one time about that Netflix show? Um, uh, it was, remember that show? They had a basketball scene that was just horrid, and it prompted us to do like 20 minutes on it.
2: Oh, 13 Reasons yes. Why, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what happened, but it was enough for both of us to (laughs) need to talk about it. It was so bad.
2: Well, I think there was, I do remember there was one particular scene where they had an inbounds play and I swear to you, no one moved. It was just like the weirdest thing. Like it was everybody just kind of like, you know, put you trying to get position, but no one moved. Like someone get open for the inbound. It was crazy.
0: Yeah, it's a recurring theme. I want to talk about this six months from now because it is such a good topic. Talking about bad basketball movies, and we'll see what kind oh, of man, reboots allow us came to do so. Through. That's what I'm talking. Yeah, I love the I They have
1: anybody that was good. Any anybody say, I think Hoosiers has got to be the best because it works because it's back in the 50s.
2: Uh, Coach Carter got a vote for decent yeah, basketball. I was
0: I was trying to think of some of that Coach Carter stuff. Like, yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of dunking in in high school. Like, you know just probably a little unrealistic. I, I don't feel like some of those guys could shoot as well. And coach Carter's son didn't believe him as good of a basketball player as he was. Maybe I'm, I don't know. I could be wrong. The
2: current, I, I, would, I would vote for the current Lakers as a great mm. uh, fake basketball team
0: in Hollywood. Yeah. They need to <laughs> stop. Who's the director of all of that? It's a real problem out there. <laughs> oh, man. what They're doing all right. Thanks for I think joining us. Space
2: jam too. <laughs> no, I'm
0: yeah. uh, not believable. I mean, you know, especially like space jam when Michael Jordan stretches his arm half, like, Nobody can mm-hmm. do that. So no, that I thought
2: really, I thought that was extremely yeah. realistic. That's the goat you're talking about.
0: I know. You I know I who is does. good
2: at basketball?
0: <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every single day. Make sure you have uh, a great weekend. Hopefully you guys have one. We'll be back with you on Monday. Also make your second listen Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks to David for hopping on with us this fun Friday. And thanks to you guys for tuning in wherever you get your podcast, as well as YouTube. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you Monday.
2: More Thor! Thor!